We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. What an honor, what a privilege for us to come together again by the grace of God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and we bless your holy name this wonderful morning. Father, this is the day you have made and we receive it with thanksgiving. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that as we look into this perfect law of liberty, grant us understanding, pour your wisdom in our hearts, your knowledge, let it come mightily, that we will be pleasing children to you. Open our heart and let us hear you. A hearing heart is what we ask in the name of Jesus. What a good God, what a merciful Father you are. And Father, I also pray that the hearers that have gathered and those in this studio, they are your elects and you have something for them. And I pray in the name of Jesus that I'll be a vessel unto honor. I yield every member of my body as an instrument of righteousness that you may use to bless your children this morning. May your will and only your will be done. Grant me clarity of speech. May my ears hear as it's God to hear. May my eyes see as it's God to see. May Jesus be manifest. The promise is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I pray in the name of Jesus that somebody's relationship with you will grow better and stronger because today the spirit of the living God will reveal Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. We are more than blessed. Glory be to God. Amen. I just want to continue from where we left off the other time. To me, in this season that we are in, the focus should be on Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to call these sessions Get Understanding. In Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible says, wisdom is the principal thing. But in all our getting, let us get understanding. So let's talk about Jesus. Amen. We started talking about one of the primary reasons why Jesus was manifested is because of the devil. And his work is to deliver us. Glory be to God. There's a few things that uh, some of you brought to my attention that um, they wanted clarity into. I'll go over the end. We'll zero in to what the Spirit of the Lord God has for us. But the message, right, I wanted to talk about the voice of God, hearing God on a daily basis through Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1 that God in various ways, the King James says, sundry times spoke to our fathers, those that have lived ahead of us. He used so many ways, but in our time, he's using Jesus to talk to us. That was my plan. But the Spirit of God keeps on pressing on me. So please, somebody listen to me. Keeps on pressing on me that all our attention and all our focus should be on Jesus. He is our everything. And today you will understand why. For things that we do, without understanding, doesn't really glorify God, or we do not get the benefit of what that thing is to do for us in the name of Jesus. Let's just read this portion of scripture again. In 
John chapter 3. John chapter 3, where the Bible talks about born again experience. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every hearer, especially those that God will grant special understanding. Hallelujah. You will not only eat this word, meaning that you are going to apply it to your life, your relationship with God is going to be better, but also you will sow. You will eat some and sow some. Decide to be a sower. Sowers also eat. Glory be to God. But half person X in mind to the glory of God. You will see the kind of deliverance that God is into. And you will find out that when we take the great commission at heart, anytime we are doing the word, anytime we are doing the commandment of Jesus, he has said in John chapter 14 that he only manifests himself to those that keep his commandment at heart. When you have the commandment of God, like the great commission at heart, I tell you, all sorts of deliverance and good things are coming your way, and good things will come your way in the name of Jesus. I say good things are coming your way, and good things will forever come your way in Jesus' mighty name, all because of Jesus. Now, I want to start from verse 9. He says, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said, Unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knoweth not these things? This is where he really catches my attention and he brings, he brings the presence of God greatly upon me because there are certain things that God expects us to know or to understand how things work. Amen. Now, proud to that, right? Nicodemus came to Jesus telling Jesus that your life is unique. We've been watching you from afar. We've been secretly spying on you. And that is the Christian walk. Glory be to God. You might not know, but people are looking at us. I say you might not know, but people are looking at us. Amen. This week has not been the best anyway. There's all sorts of things that have been going on in the world together with the various things. But I'm going to read to you in the scriptures that these things are not new. And God has a way. Are you there with me? So let us believe God and trust in his ways. Is somebody hearing me? Here he says, Are thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? So there are certain things which is must know. Say must know. Yes, you must know and understand. Then he says, Verily, 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 verily means he's putting emphasis and he's stressing on a particular point. He says, I say unto you, we speak that which we know. This is interesting, isn't it? Jesus is saying that, listen, what I'm about to tell you is something that I know to the core. And what is he trying to say? As he goes on, he says there are earthly things and there are spiritual things. Now, if I tell you earthly breakthroughs and earthly things that God are doing, how would you, and you do not understand, how would you know heavenly things? Meaning that this born again experience, the presence of God, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, these things are bearing me. Be determined, be determined to be a leader, be determined to bring breakthroughs. Glory be to God. Be determined to walk on water. Be determined that you will cast your net and you will bring, you will catch multitudes of fish to the glory of God. Because this Jesus that we are serving is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we are to manifest that glory be to God. He goes on to say, Jesus describing his own ministry in his words. In verse 14, he says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And this is recorded in Numbers chapter 9. I beg your pardon. Numbers chapter 22. Numbers chapter 21. I beg your pardon. And verse 9 specifically says the condition that God gave. 
And Jesus says, I am like that. Amen. But the condition was said that serpents were moving and biting people from the ground. But Moses was commanded that he should make a serpent and put it on a pole. And people's attention shouldn't be on the ground, but people's attention should be on the serpent on the pole. And Jesus said, the serpent on the pole ministry is just like me. Meaning, there was a key word there that I just want to zero in and talk a little about deliverance this morning. Still morning, isn't it? Yes, we're still morning. Now, the word used there was beheld. Are you there with me? That those that got their breakthrough from what God's solution was, because Moses prayed and God says, this is the solution. We thank God for intercessors. But when the answer comes, let us believe. Glory be to God. Let us believe. Let us believe. It is, it is our, how do you call it? Um, it is mandatory. In other words, it's a must that we believe. Glory be to God. If you are listening to me this morning, it is from God, and it is required. It's a requirement that you believe. You believe. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, There is a God, and they that comes to him must believe, must believe. And God also rewards. But God doesn't reward everybody. But he rewards those that diligently seek him. Now, this verse of scripture is trying to tell us that we need a particular attention on Jesus to get the breakthroughs desired or the breakthroughs hidden in him. Are you there? Which I'm going to explain how to pay attention and how to set all your focus on Jesus. Your focus shouldn't be divided. Your focus should be on Jesus. And I don't know how long. One of the things that this verse is trying to tell us is that God has set Jesus up for our deliverance that we do not perish. But this deliverance is manifested in all sorts of ways. Glory be to God. The Bible talks about this God that we are serving. He's a big God. He commands deliverance. He's got all sorts of things. Psalm 107 tells us the various things in which when we believe God, it comes our way when we cry out unto him through prayer. Now, one of the sure ways recorded in the Bible is paying attention to the things of Jesus. And pastor, what do you mean? It goes on verse 15. It says, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Then we ended up last week by telling us, uh, last three weeks, by me saying that in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, is a means recorded for us to be delivered. Amen. It's not only for salvation, but the promises of God, when we hide it in our heart, because it is with the mouth and the heart, it's with the mouth and the heart that that deliverance becomes ours. So if we know, and I'm going to show you scriptures upon scriptures, telling us that this is our God that we are serving. He is a deliverer. And if we put those scriptures in our mouth and we say it, the Bible says that we shall be saved, which includes deliverance, includes seven other things. It isn't only born again. Glory be to God. 
we talked about Galatians, which tells us that Christ has redeemed Romans and so many other things, verses of scriptures, which we will look into telling us the things that Christ is for. And these are the things we should take and hide it in our hearts. Hide it in our hearts. Now, I want you to know something that Satan is mightily at work. And Jesus is here to deliver us. Glory be to God. I say Jesus is here to deliver us. You know, in John chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible tells us clearly what Satan does. Comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, but I have come. And that is what is happening to you right now. To have life and have life more abundantly. What type of life are we talking about? The God kind of life. Okay. I want to remind every one of you of the first prophecy of Jesus. And the prophecy didn't come from no other but God himself. In Genesis, if you look at it very carefully. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. God prophesied about Jesus. And it was fulfilled. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. What is the prophecy? God says, and I read, and I will put enmity between, this is the serpent or, or Satan, okay, between thee and the woman. Are you there with me telling us that the Messiah will be born of a woman? This is the prophecy, and it was fulfilled in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. The Bible says, whilst Joseph taught on these things, God spoke to him and said, I know that conception is of me and it's of the Holy Ghost. Then the Bible says, when the fullness, Galatians chapter 4, when the fullness of time was, the child Jesus was born by a woman. These are my paraphrase. Now, I read again. It says, and I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, and thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise your head. Are you there with me? So you find out that uh, here, the first prophecy is that Satan and Jesus conquering Satan and his works. Are you there with me? I tell you that what is happening in the world right now, all the racism, all the bad news, all the plague, all the pestilence, all the things happening has satanic roots. And we that are believers, is victory for us. But how is our victory going to come? I tell you, and I'm saying it again, a total concentration on Jesus. Now, what is the, how one, one may ask, how do I concentrate on Jesus and who is this Jesus? The Bible tells us that Jesus is the truth. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the word of God. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the son of God. Now, I want you to look again at these verses of scriptures, telling us that all attention, paying all attention on Jesus, paying all attention on the word, are you there with me, it's the same as Jesus, paying all an attention to the law of God, brings us the desired breakthroughs. Glory be to God, is somebody hearing me? The first that I want to bring to your attention is, in Psalm 1, glory be to God, it's a message for the season. And it is our responsibility to bring these practical teachings to us. Amen. 
Forget about whatever is going on, which is demonic. Forget about whatever is going on, which is satanic. Forget about whatever is going on, which is from the flesh. Our attention should be on Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 that we have the capacity as human to set our minds. That means that you can't control your mind. He said, they that set their mind on carnal sin, they suffer death. They suffer unhappiness. They suffer sadness. Are you there with me? And they that set their mind on the spirit, on spiritual things, are you there with me? So setting your mind, but what I'm adding to these verses of scripture is that the focus, you have, we have to concentrate. The concentration has to be heavy or thick. Is somebody hearing me? Because many times, right, the concentration is uttered and the concentration is made. You want to hear from God. God, what should I do after this pandemic? God, what should I do? Should I stay in this business? Should I move? Should I diversify? You need a lot of concentration, a lot of focus, because the condition was said that the blessing which is going to come from Jesus, you have to be held. And the word said, pay attention. And the attention, you know, those that do well in school are those that pay attention. But one be asked in a lecture, which is probably about an hour, 55 minutes, or even three hours lecture, or three hours, or two hours tutorial, whatever you go to. Those that do well are those that pay attention. But your attention shouldn't be divided. I want to hear from God. What should I do? Should I change my profession? Should I change my business? How, God, how would you want this church to be? How would you go want my ministry, my profession? How would you want this marriage? How would you want my finances to go? You need a lot of attention, and the attention should be on the way. Daily Bible reading, any opportunity that you have, that make time and look, create that atmosphere for yourself, for God to speak. Stay in worship. And this is the season. You see, the Bible tells us about somebody that set up very well. Are you there? And this week, I could really feel it. When all these WhatsApp messages were coming, various messages on racism, what was happening all over the world, at a point, as a pastor, I felt it. I spoke to Pastor Jacob about it. He says, there are things that you should know, and it will help you guide the children of God. But I'm also warning you that Lot, the Bible says that he was affected, his righteous soul was affected by the things that he saw and he heard. Today on WhatsApp, today we hear and we see things. But make sure, make sure that your attention is not divided. Because God would want something from you after this pandemic. God would want something from you which would bring the desired breakthrough. You know, next week, if God permits, I'll continue with the message that is laid on my heart about hearing God through Jesus. Are you there with me? And the hearing of God is to our benefit. Because God has individual instructions for us. And I tell you, the end is good. You know, Proverbs warns us in two places that there's a way that cement right onto a man. So if we are left onto our own, we may strongly take a part, but at the end we'll see that we have made a mistake. And we don't want to say, oh, wasted life, oh, wasted hours. Is somebody hearing me? Somebody hearing me? This is the practical Jesus. You have the word, I have the word. But please, 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 let us pay attention. Let us pay attention to Jesus on the cross. And Jesus on the cross, Pastor, what are you saying? Jesus on the cross is your attention on the word. Pastor, how do you know from old people understood these things? There are things said about Jesus, about David, that he had certain keys. 
He had certain keys. And Jesus was described as he had the key of David. Now look at what is written here. The Bible says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Are you there? Because ungodly counsel, ungodly association, it affects our attention on Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Sinners do not glorify Jesus. And where Jesus is not glorified, the Holy Spirit is not there. Is somebody hearing me? So you are not going to get any of these things, spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of guidance, spirit of mind. You are not going to in the presence of sinners. Is somebody hearing me? Nor seated in the seat of the scornful. Just imagine. They are saying bad things about your Messiah and about Christ. Are you there with me? You know, let me just say this. Right? During this week and the past week, there are all sorts of things that have gone on about the church playing a part. Are you there with me in these racism things? Are you there with me in various things? But now, what I will say out of it is that they had the opportunity then to serve God. When they began to prosper, all sorts of things came into the church. Now, it is our time to look. These were the same words that they had. But it is our time to set an example for the generations to come. Is somebody hearing me? As I said during the weekday meeting, that in Christendom, Jesus says, those that hear my word and do them, it's like building on a rock. Because the storms will definitely come. The winds will blow vehemently, as King James says. First Corinthians chapter 3 says that we have the opportunity to be, to build upon this foundation, which is Jesus, gold, silver, precious stones, hay, wood, stubble, all these things. Are you there with me? So there are qualities and there are differences in churches, differences in denomination, differences in our individual beliefs. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, God tells us that there are certain things we have to take out of our lives. But he that works on those things, he will be a vessel unto honor. So there are various vessels. So let not, if we have an answer for the world, if somebody comes to tell you, oh, this Christianity, this Christ is white, Christ shouldn't be white, these, these things doesn't matter. Just tell them, tell the world. It's some, you yourself, be grounded and persuaded in your faith that with this work, there can be golden opportunities, there can be wooden opportunities, there can be hay opportunities, depending on how we are prepared to take the word. Are you there with me? That the word is telling us clearly that those that are blessed, those that prosper, they are not those that live in the counsel of ungodly. Are you the ungodly counsel is all over WhatsApp. They are not those that live by sinners, advised by sinners, people saying all sorts of things. But those that delight in the law of the law, that is Jesus. Those that delight in the law of the world of the law. And in the law do they meditate day and night. So you find out that the kind of prosperity that is written here, you say he shall be, he shall be, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hey, that is all that we want. We want whatever we do should live, you know, to generations to come. That our children, children will come to. But it says that it takes a certain concentration. 
it takes a certain concentration. Look at the verse 2 again. Your delight should be in the law of the Lord. That is Jesus. Are you there with me? So these are simple things, but Satan has tried to blind the church. Is somebody hearing me? Are you there? God says, listen, the verse 3 says that he shall be like a tree. Pastor, we like that. Planted by rivers of water. But you have to do the verse 2 first and make, be conscious of the verse 1. The verse 1 will not lead to verse 3. Just imagine whatever you do should prosper. Mean that whatever profession, whatever you lay your hands to do, and that is happening to you in the name of Jesus. I said that is happening to you in the name of Jesus. That whatever you do from henceforth will prosper to the glory of God. Are you there with me? And this is the word of God. I'm only adding my voice to it to the glory of God. And he says, he goes on to say, right, let's look at another place that the Spirit of God is bringing this to my attention. That, you know, the Bible talks about blessing. Are you there with me? And it tells us practically Abraham, are you there with me, was told that obey my command, do this, and I will bless you. But the Bible goes on further to talk about practically how the blessings come. This is Deuteronomy chapter 28. And it begins to list or begin to expound the blessing, the various areas that we have to be looking at. Not, that is not the only place. Are you there with me? Or Jesus himself is a blessing. Glory be to God. But if you look at it very carefully, the first two verses of scriptures tells us that we have to pay attention. We have to concentrate on the voice of God and hearkening onto the voice of God and his command. That is Jesus. Because God, in this modern time, the Bible tells us that he's speaking to us through Jesus. He's speaking to us through Jesus, meaning Jesus is our example. Jesus' words matter. It's direct word from God. Are you there with me? Everything about Jesus, there are certain things that were hidden. But it is only Jesus that had the answer. I'll give you an example. The Bible talks about a woman at the well who was troubled, chose all sorts of life, still wasn't satisfied, but came into contact with Jesus. She asked an interesting question, which none of us would have an answer if Jesus didn't answer. Is somebody hearing me? He said, how best to serve God? Should I go to the mountain in Jerusalem? How best can I serve God? Today we are not meeting. We are fellowshipping. We had a wonderful praise and worship. As I entered this studio, the presence of God was richly here. I couldn't put my hands on, but only to back in it and ask God's mercy that he works on my heart. Preparing our heart. Are you there with me? So it isn't about the mountain. It isn't about the meeting here. It isn't about physically. But Jesus gave an answer that God is, is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit. So one of the things that we will be talking about, what can I do which in the sight of God is in the spirit? Are you there with me? The answer is in Galatians, I beg your pardon, Romans chapter 8, also in Galatians, yes. But Romans chapter 8, the answer is there. And in truth, in sincerity, is somebody hearing me? And he says that they, they that worship God, God is seeking for them. So wherever you are, 
wherever you are listening to this broadcast, you are worshiping God. Is somebody hearing me? Now, Psalm 91, very quickly. Is somebody being blessed? Now, Psalm 91, look at this very carefully. Now, God's promise, this is what God has promised us. He says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under, as our sister read. Okay. Now, God is described as a, a sheltered place. By your ability to remain, who talks about concentration? Are you there? What type of concentration are you talking about? Remember serpent on the ground? Serpent on the ground. And it's not just looking up and looking at the serpent, looking up and looking up at the serpent. I believe that those that did that didn't get any breakthrough, the desired breakthrough. So the Bible says when you make God, the secret place of the Most High God, your dwelling place, you stay there. Is somebody hearing me? You remain there. He says that then you will say that indeed God is your refuge. Okay? So this alone tells us the world in which we are living in. If God, the first prophecy of Jesus Christ is that he will come and bruise. He will come and bruise the head of Satan. That means that the head of the serpent has effect and Jesus is the one who is coming to stop it. Is somebody hearing me? Now, he goes on to say that he will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Are you there with me? Trust, trust, trust. That is you. That is what is expected from us. Are you there with me? Again, he says that surely he shall deliver thee. Now, long ago, this pandemic in our day, this was written. So God delivers. Say God delivers. God is a deliverer. You see, the Bible tells us that this is our God that we are serving. In Psalm 44, verse 4, it says that he commands deliverance from Jacob. From heaven, wherever God is, he commands deliverance. So God is a deliverer. You remember in the book of uh, Daniel, God says that, listen, you, Nebuchadnezzar, I enabled you to build the Babylon. But one of the things is that you refuse to acknowledge God. And I will show you, I say that, listen, I will show you that God has influence. Over the affairs of life, over the affairs, his kingdom rules over all. Until you come to that realization, you will be thinking like an animal. Until you come to that realization, you will be thinking like an animal. Somebody was saying, you've never seen a black dog hating a white dog. You never see a white horse hating uh, this, uh, a white chicken, hating a black chicken. But how come in humans? Are you there with me? Um, Romans chapter 1 also says it. Because they knew God and they loved God, God reprobate minds. Their minds are not working properly to the glory of God. Are you there with me? Now, the Bible tells us that Nebuchadnezzar started thinking like an animal until he knows that there is a God in heaven that rules. So, I will tell every one of you, if we don't recognize that, it affects our thinking. And that is where all these wickedness are coming from. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let's go on. Be it known unto you, verse 3, that there are deliverance and there are snares. Snare is a trap of the fowler. The fowler is a trapper. In fact, some versions, some, uh, it's like, it's just, 
some coconuts or some uh, this thing says that he the trap of a bed. So that means that there are traps set out for us, but God will deliver us. I say God will deliver us. You see, this is what is out there. Are you there? So do not be surprised about what is happening. There are traps set for us. There are traps set for us. But God is a deliverer. He says that, and from the noisome pestilence. This talk about plague. This talk about diseases. Are you there? So don't be surprised about pandemic. But one of the things that you should trust in, that God is a deliverer and it's minus you. Is somebody hearing me? Oh, is somebody hearing me? Now, he goes on to say, but he says that, and under his wings shall thou trust. Okay. Now, God has been described as here, you know, poetic language, as if there is a, we have to stay under a certain shelter, like his wing. But it is our responsibility to trust that shelter. Shall thou, thou means you and I in our generation. Are you there with me? None of us want to fall into a trap. Is somebody hearing me? But it is those that trust under under the wings of God. Are you there with me? Those that try, and I can use my own life as an example, and I say it all the time. Are you there with me? By the grace of God, in my early 20s, about 22, 23, I found myself in the house of God. And for about 30 or so, nearly 30 years, all that I've been doing is Jesus. Church, meetings upon meetings, traveling all over the world, Jesus, Jesus. And I just look back, and I cannot account that these years have just passed, and I don't even feel it. Is somebody hearing me? But I tell you, you know, there are all sorts of deliverance that one has experienced because of this. Things that were determined, things that were orchestrated, but God saw to it that it didn't happen. The Bible tells us in Matthew in Acts chapter 5 that as a result of the Great Commission, the apostles were caught and put into prison. Verse 17 says that while they were there, an angel of the Lord came to set them free. Verse 19, it says that he came to open the prison door and set them free. Verse 20 says that he said to them, go and tell the people in the temple all the words of this life. So he found out that the deliverance of God, are you there with me, is so unique. Are you there with me? And it covers, here I have showed you that they are deliverance from the trappers. They are deliverance from plagues and sickness. Not only that, he goes on to say, it is your responsibility to trust in his truth. Who is the truth? Jesus. You remember John chapter 14? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. He says that you see, he has a truth. And it is your responsibility to, to trust in the truth, to believe in the truth. So no longer, no wonder, in John chapter 14, he says, that, listen, I'll be like the serpent that Moses lifted. And you should believe. And those that believe will not, prosper, will not perish. Please, let us eat this thing. Make sure we do not perish. And look at people all around. And be asking ourselves, do they know this truth? Do they understanding is coming your way? You have to treat Jesus differently. You have to believe in God's deliverance. God's deliverance is Jesus. Listen, he says that, listen, as everything is happening, fire everywhere, you concentrate in the word. And there will be a miracle. Concentrate in the word. See, see what he says. How do you know is the word? He says that, uh, he goes on to say, verse 4, he shall be 
he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall he trust, and his truth shall be your shield. His truth, are you there with me? Shall be your shield and your buckler. Then he said that thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrows that fly by new day. So there are terror in the night. The new day also has its destiny. He said, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasted in new day, in noon day. Okay. Now, what is, what is he trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us something. Are you there? He's trying to tell us something. What is he trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that these are the things that are around and I have breakthrough for you. Is somebody hearing me? Okay, I wanted to show you something interesting here. Okay, he says about, he says, let's, um, okay, I'll go back to verse 4 again. Okay, just to put a few emphasis. Okay, he says, He shall cover thee with his wings. Are you there with me? And under his wings shall thou trust. Then colon. Then he says that his truth shall be thy shield. His truth, meaning Jesus, will be our shield and our buckler. His truth, his word, will be our shield and our buckler. Okay, now, let's, let's say, how do you use a shield? And how do you use a buckler? Are you there with me? You find out that in a time of war, and you've been given shield, are you there with me? You don't, you make, how do you call it? You are every, every time consciously, consciously, Positioning yourself behind the shield. Otherwise, at least mistake, you'll be taken off. Are you there with me? And this is the same thing that is repeated in John chapter 3. That your concentration should be on the serpent on the pole. Let not your concentration be on the trouble. The trouble marriage, the trouble finances, the trouble accommodation. Let not your... But you see, the duration will depend, and the duration will mark your faith in God. Because on the floor are fairy serpents creeping all about. Are you there with me? You could see probably with your eyes the movement. The corner of your eyes could tell movement of snakes, creeping things all on the ground. But yes, still, don't let that affect you. Don't let that affect you. This is the condition set for us, for miracle. This is the condition set for us. You want to hear God? What should I do? What business? Should I buy or should I not buy? Should I buy red or should I buy yellow? I tell you, God is interested in all these things. God is interested in your life and he's looking for the best, the best for you. Let me tell you this. There was a man. He was serving God in his own way. So much that heaven acknowledged his service to God. When you come to Acts chapter 10, there was a man called Cornelius. The Bible described him. But God said, I have something better for you. Send for Peter. Now the question is, the Bible described this man as devout. His giving, not questionable. His service, not questionable. But God has something better. 
So please, those of us that have Jesus, if you do not have Jesus, please, we have started a series and call your friends and their brethren to be part of this. Because Jesus is being revealed to the glory of God. Are you there with me? Some of us, out of this series, we will learn from Jesus. The Galatian church was so vibrant. They were doing very well through the hearing of faith. Just as you are hearing now, miracles was happening to them. They were being filled with the spirit. Then suddenly, they crept in heresies. And Paul makes a statement. You didn't learn this from Christ. Meaning that Jesus is a means in which we have to look up to. Jesus, in his own words, tells us about the persecution, about the response to his word. Some of the things that he said to you and I is that we are not greater than the master. If they have rejected, they will also reject. If they have heard, if we have made 12 disciples that went on, if they have been a Judas, we also experienced a Judas. But another thing that he also said to us was that the servant who is perfect can be like his master. Are you there with me? That means every one of us, every one of us, every one of us can begin. Every one of us can attain to our brother Jesus. Are you there with me? In that aspect, he is setting an example for us. He himself, in Matthew chapter 11, says, The land of me, I am meek and gentle. He says, My yoke is lighter. And I tell you that, you see, yokes and all these things, it weighs us down. Sometimes when you think about the bills, are you there with me? When you think about certain things, you might not know where the end is coming from. That there's going to be an overnight deliverance. When you think about the way things are going, the way the children, the way the marriage, the way the finances, you may think, oh, how am I going to come out of these 25 years of debt? But I tell you that we are serving a God that within 24 hours, he can cause a plan that is sown to grow. The Bible says, when Jonah did his work in Nineveh, after he found himself somewhere, and the sun was beating strongly. And the Bible says that there was a plant that was sown, and within 24 hours, it has grown, and it became a, a shelter. That is this God that we are serving. In the natural, we all know that when you plant, it takes a while to grow even to the point that it will become a shelter. There was difficulty. There was difficulty in the book of Kings that donkey's head was selling. Pigeons droppings were essential commodity. But God says I was bringing deliverance. And within 24 hours, are you there with me? So let us not, let us see this, our God that we are serving. Are you there with me? Do not be weighed down by your yoke. Do not be weighed down by the various things that are happening, but rather divert and learn from Jesus. Are you there with me? Let me say, somebody will say that, did Jesus suffer? Yes, the Bible tells us in Hebrews that he suffered, even with his own family. Then the book of Mark tells us that they saw him as a mad person. The word used was besides himself. Today, family members, are you there with me? We, that are believers, we are seen as are you there with me? Sometimes among my colleagues, when I first started, they said I wouldn't last. Now they are all coming, seeking advice, one after the other, because we continued and we stayed with the truth and have developed in the truth. 
to the glory of God. All our attention being on Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? Sometimes all these church activities, are you there with me? All these outreaches, all these prayer meetings, all these uh, choir rehearsals, all these things pertaining to the kingdom. These are the things that plant yourself into. Are you there with me? Plant yourself into because it is the body of Christ. Are you there with me? It is the body of Christ and there are commandments and there are words promising us that when we set our focus and when we set our heart on these things, God will do the other for us. Glory be to God. So I was saying, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, the land of me, he says, I am meek and I'm lowly in heart and you have rest. Are you there with me? So here Jesus was even telling us that we should learn from him. Glory be to God. Above all, Jesus also have certain answers for our breakthrough. Sometimes somebody may ask, why are bad things happening? You remember on the first week of this, I told you in Mark chapter 13, I beg your pardon, Luke chapter 13, how the tower broke on certain and how Pilate took and mingled people's blood. Are you there with me? Now, Jesus said to them, unless you repent, repent means change your mind towards God, towards the things of God. Repent also means the heartly from your heart. Avoid certain things. Stop certain sinning. Because sin opens a door, and it is only Jesus that gave us that insight. Are you there with me? You remember in John chapter 4, these are, I'm just saying a few things, and we are going to go very deep. Are you there with me? Talking about Jesus and his works and learning from Jesus, his words itself are words directly from God. In John chapter 17, he says, the words that you have given me, I have given to them. So every word from Jesus is directly from God. So know that as you are reading your Bible on a daily basis, you are fellowshipping with God. And the more you fellowship with God, the more the nature of God rubs on you. And when the nature of God rubs on you, you may not know, but your neighbors will know. Your husband, your wife, your children, they will see. And it's a glorious light. And it is that, that God is expected from us. Because the Bible says it is those, in John chapter 14, verse 21, 23, it says those that have my commandment are those that love me. And I will come, my Father will love them, and we will come and manifest. So when we are talking about when you have the commandments as heart, you see the manifestation of God all around you. And I tell you, the manifestation in Jesus and God all around us is a glorious life. It's a life of solution. It's a life of happiness. And where does it start from? How? Practically. It says retain the word on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. Retain the word. Retain the word that you read. These are sure words. These are sure words. These are sure words. The Bible tells us that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word is God. So anytime you are dealing, you are dealing with the word, you are dealing directly with God, you will see suddenly your pattern of thought. You will see suddenly the wisdom upon you. You will see suddenly your decisions and your steps. Things changing, and you, at the end, you will look back and say, oh, oh, thank you, thank you. How good you have been to me. Is somebody understanding these teachings? Now, let me say a few things. Glory be to God. I go back to what he said to Nicodemus. 
that this is how my ministry is. And it is our responsibility to put all our trust, all our attention, meaning that don't pay attention too much. Don't pay attention. I would say too much as human, but all our attention should be. I mean, but let's think about Numbers chapter 21, what exactly happened, and practically just meditate on it. Are you there with me? And the way I understand it is such that don't pay attention on the creeping things. Let not your faith be on the creeping things. And I tell you, there are creeping things all over on the internet. There are creeping things all over on the internet, uh, on the uh, WhatsApp. There are creeping things all over on Facebook. There are creeping things, satanic things, satanic orchestrated things. And these are the things that vest our spirit. It affects our spirit. Because the things that you see and the things that you hear, it affects your righteous spirit. Are you there with me? Romans also says that we can control those things even our thought. For do that day, the Bible says that day, the Amplified believe, say day that sets their mind on carnal things. It says that carnality, are you there with me? And some of these things on WhatsApp are carnality. I am not exempted. I myself am a victim. As I said this week, I really, really suffered until I spoke to a man of God who advised me. Glory be to God. Because some of the things going on there, I tell you, it can cause you to drown. But to the glory of God, please filter what you have to and do that. Hallelujah. Because there is a future for us. I hear there's a lot of questions out there, especially with the young adults. Pastor Jacob was telling me a lot of questions. Please, let us get the best answers for them with meekness. Is somebody hearing me? Let us have patience for them. And even today's message, there's a lot of answers in there. There's a lot of answers in there. Are you there with me? Just some alone, some one alone. Some 91 that I have read. There's a lot of answers in there. He says that in his law, in his law, in his law, your delight should be in his law. Your delight should be in his law. That's where you actually find happiness. Are you there? And as a result, this and this will happen to you. Now you may ask, somebody may come with a question. What do you delight in? What do you like? How I've been in the church, I was born in the church. And you find out that some of these young adults, they were born in the church and they know God and they know this and that. But after a while, are you there with me? When these things, they begin to ask questions and we are to answer them. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let me close on this note. In John chapter 4, Jesus referred to himself as a gift from God. And they are gifts from God. The Bible talks about so many gifts from God. When he met the woman at the well, you see, and if God is our father, are you there with me? And we truly believe, are you there with that sin, secret sins, and has not made our relationship with God. Because these are the sins that take secret sins and all those things that take our confidence in God. Are you there? Let me just say this. I said to, I would say, sometimes the way we behave tells us, are you there with me? Supposing if you actually see yourself as a child and you believe in your parents and you find out that your siblings have Supposing you're of a particular age where sweet matters or biscuits 
and chocolate matters to you, are you there with me? And you find out that mommy or daddy is dishing out chocolate. What would you do if you actually believe that you are the child of the house? You go for yours, isn't it? And how would you go? You go confidently. Are you there? But if you have done something wrong, your school report has come, are you there with me? You will go what creeping. Are you there? And that is what happens when we sin and we go to the presence of the Father. Are you there with me? It takes away our confidence. Are you there? But there are certain things that are recorded. When Jesus had that encounter with the woman at the world, he said to him that if you know the gift of God, so it is up to us to know all the things that God has gifted us with. Are you there with me? One of the things that we have, are you there, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Without it, Christianity will not be possible. Is somebody hearing me? God talks to us, God guides us, God controls us, God leads to us by His Spirit. And He says that, do you know, know that we are the temple of God? What He's trying to say is that the Spirit of God dwells in us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it goes on to explain. First, he said, do you not know that the Spirit of God dwells in us as a church collectively, dwells in us individually? Okay, you. The you in the Greek means collectively. The you also means individually. But then in chapter 6 again, he says it again, that there is a way that causes God, that we are his temple. And I tell you, it's a glorious life. Christianity becomes easy. We get daily guidance and directions. Where the trap is, God will make sure that you don't go anywhere or your loved ones go anywhere where the trap of the foul lies. Is somebody hearing me? I don't know whether you are a cap capacity. Are you there with me? I don't know whether you are a T cap capacity. I don't know whether you are a full gallon capacity or you are a barrel capacity. But you determines the capacity by looking into the perfect law of liberty, preparing. The Bible says they that are matured, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, are where stripes and envy and division. It makes us humans. It makes us fleshly. It makes us carnal. But those that are mature are those that by reason Hebrew says, of the usage of the word. That is where we sharpen both our discernment, which is one of the best gifts of the Holy Spirit, even in this season. May your discernment be sharpened. May you not go where you shouldn't go. May you step where you should step to the glory of God. May the coming week be a blessed week. May you grow in Jesus May the Nicodemus experience, may God from heaven look at you and may your life be pleasing and may, may he devise ways in which this relationship with your father God will become richer and richer. May you fall in the right company. May you set your mind on the things of the spirit, meaning on the word. Because the three persons of the Godhead are the same. The Spirit, the Word, and Jesus is no different. They are all the same. So when the Bible tells us to set your mind on the things of the Spirit, in other words, it's telling us practically 
to set your mind on the word because that is what we have either on your tablet either on your phone or a hard copy to the glory of god bury your head into it teach your children bury your head into it on a daily basis either in the afternoon in the morning in the evening sleep with the word think about the word and the bible promises us that you shall be like a tree a tree and water a tree by water does well a tree by water prospers and this is the promise he also said in Joshua chapter 1 the same thing that Moses did well and if you are to take over Moses and carry on with my plan then I would want you to meditate on the word day and I do not alter it and even speak the word we'll look at all these things in the coming week but I bless you in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may you have a good week may you have a blessed week in Jesus mighty name I pray amen thank you for viewing Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.